ACP Church family, welcome to the No Borders podcast, where every week we will discuss the sermon and share some personal takeaways. We are currently in our Insta family series where we are discussing how to have a Christ-centered family. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, be sure to share with your friends and family. Hey, welcome to Point Church to our podcast where we are in the series called Insta Family. I am here with Britt. Yo, yo, yo. I am here with Kyla. Hello. And again, I am Devon and I want to welcome our guest, Miss Edna is what I call her, Edna Wesley. Praise the Lord. Love it. We are so glad you're here. Now, Ms. Edna is on her phone looking for a picture of Kyla (gasps) on this beautiful Mother's Day. A a picture of Kyla when she was actually pregnant. Oh, there she is. Oh, I was If you guys can see what we see, it is it is kind of cute. Aww, it is. It Man. is. Oh, look at that. It is adorable. Aww. Wait till we get those cameras in here. That. We'll be able to show everybody. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So what a wonderful Mother's Day and how it has started. Happy Mother's Day, ladies. Thank I was going to say, we should start you. with you Thank two. You Happy so Mother's Day. Thank you. Yes. Beautiful day. It, it is. is a beautiful day. The weather's beautiful. The atmosphere is beautiful. Is beautiful. And your wife is a mother as well. Oh, she's mother Baby's to be. Coming soon. Yes. I've been I've been yes. pampering her hand and foot, and I am just so so Aww. grateful for her, and can't oh, wait God to bless you. to that be matters. That definitely matters. It does. <laughs> it matters big time. So we are in again. We are in this series called Insta Family, and Pastor Tom gave us a message today where he took out of Proverbs thirty one mm-hmm. verses mm-hmm. one through nine. Mm-hmm. Now, often pastors don't speak on this part. They kind of avoid this part and go to mm-hmm. what a mother should be versus the instruction that this mother is giving her sons. So should we read this? I kind of feel like we should read it. You guys want yeah, to read the scripture? Okay. Mm-hmm. You want me to read it? I yeah, have that yeah, broadcasting yeah. Yeah, yeah. voice kind of going on right now. You do. Oh, you do. Right. Oh, well, you're so <laughs> FM, the FM voice. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. So Proverbs 31, I am reading from the CEB version. The words of King Lemuel of Massa, which his mother taught him. No, my son. No, son of my womb. No, son of my solemn promises. Don't give your strength to women, your ways to those who wipe out kings. It isn't for kings, Lemuel. It isn't for kings to drink wine, for rulers to crave strong drink. Otherwise, they will drink and forget the law and violate the rights of the needy. Give strong drink to those who are perishing and wine to those whose hearts are bitter. Let them drink and forget their poverty and no longer remember their toil. Speak out on behalf of the voiceless and for the rights of all who are vulnerable. Speak out in order to judge with righteousness and to defend the needy and the poor. Mm. I know. Amen. You know, he, his mother is getting his attention. Son of my wound. You know, well, I like how Pastor Tom said, he, he said, you know how long I carried you, boy? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like she's saying, listen here, son. You better listen up. <laughs> I love That's that. Right. Now, do you guys remind your children of that time? You ladies, excuse me. I, you know, I haven't gotten there yet, but I should use it. I mean, I, I didn't even think about it. I mean. <laughs> Daughter of my womb. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I absolutely up. do. <laughs> <laughs> not, and not but, just to my own, but to my, I have eight grands mm. and I have seven great grands. That's wow. crazy. What a legacy. And they wow. all yeah. get to know what I've been through to yes, get ma'am. them where they are. Wow. Yes, ma'am. That's beautiful. It's important. They it, need to know that. It is important. Ms. Edna, let's take your let's get your take on Pastor Sermon, Pastor Sermon, Pastor uh, Tom's sermon this morning. What are your thoughts? Uh, he did okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I thank Tell God for my pastor. I thank God for my pastor, okay? And um 
I loved what he said. There were so many things that he said that, in fact, my grandson, one of my grandsons, was with mm-hmm. me in service today. And uh, every time Pastor Tom would speak something that I have spoken into him, I would turn to him and say, hallelujah, <laughs> or amen, and the people behind us were laughing. Is that a subtle spiritual way of saying, <laughs> yeah. I told you oh, so? He knows. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but I had the opportunity, I want to say probably 2013, 12 maybe, of... Um, co-teaching with Pastor Tom. Mm. Wow. And we did um, a sermon called The Greatness of a Woman. Mm. Yes, ma'am. And we used part of this scripture, but but we used several others. But uh, I, I was reminded of that as he preached this morning because so many of the things that he said this morning reminded me, mm. not the exact same words, but they spoke to me as being and representing the greatness of a woman. Mm, That's so true. And I can remember when we taught together, and I think he talked first and then I came up. But, and I've said this to many, many women, because my ministry is women. Mm. I teach women the Bible, and I teach young girls, preteens, about God at school, in a public school. Mm. And I've been doing that for the last five or six years. But... It's important to remember, and I tell every woman that I meet, that you were God's last creation, okay? Mm. He saved the best for last. Hey, (laughs) come on, Miss Anna. He saved the best for last. Wow. And when he created everything else, he said, this is good. Mm. But I believe that when he created that woman, when he brought her out of Adam's rib, Mm -hmm. it says that he shaped her. Yes, ma'am. Okay? Mm -hmm. And the word says that he presented her. Mm -hmm. That means that she is a gift from God to man and to this world. Mm -hmm. And so in that, we can see so many things that Pastor Tom talked about that gives her in these first nine verses the authority Mm. to speak into her children and her grandchildren Mm. and her husband. And and women need to understand that they have the authority that God has given them as what I believe is God's greatest creation to speak those things into the life of them. And that's what Pastor Tom talked about when he was talking about the spiritual responsibilities of a woman Mm. this morning and what we need to speak into those in our life. That's beautiful. Yes, ma'am. Wow. You want me to follow that? I want you to follow that. Wow. I mean, mean, you're the other mother in the room. Okay. Well, geez. Why don't you let me start? I mean, geez, Um, Now, you know, I you know, love this message um, when it just, ta- I mean, it talked about the, you know, obviously the Proverbs 31. And I love how he's, you know, l- jokes about it because it's like mm-hmm. this perfect woman. This, you know, almost seems uh, crazy. But, um, you know, the whole time I'm sitting there and I, I'm thinking about my mom yeah, okay. and what mm-hmm. she did for our yes. family. Um, and even though I'm, a, I mean, that's just like goals that I almost, you know, somehow I look to to try to be like, you mm-hmm. know. And um, there was so much of it. There was so much truth to things that he brought out. But I loved the part whenever he told 
he talked about the guard your heart part, yes. portion mm-hmm. of it. And that is so true. Like, no, he's he, not, he talked about that because that's an instruction that your mother gave I, you specifically. Gave your, gave your, uh, gave your, I was your a sisters. little girl. Mm-hmm. I have heard from my mom, guard your, your heart. heart. Yes. So you talk about leaving a legacy. Mm-hmm. I, I say it was the very first scripture that Remy learned. That was the very mm-hmm. first scripture she memorized. Mm-hmm. And it, wow. it was because of what was instructed to me that is carried down. So you see, I see firsthand just generationally, you know, how Mm -hmm. it's impacting. Mm -hmm. So what the grandmas and the great grandmothers of the world do, just like Miss Edna, um, the the impact that it has on those kids and and generations to come. So generation. Yeah. It's like no pressure. It feels like a, you know, um, it feels like a big responsibility, but yet it come, it it just came so natural Mm -hmm. to my mom. It just was part of who she was, you know, um, and she probably got it from her mom. Totally. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, Amazing. And to speak more to that yeah, generational yeah. legacy, I know I'm, I'm one of the men in the room, but mm-hmm. but seeing my grandma oh, as yes. well. But you know my grandma. I said absolutely. That. An amazing, amazing yes. prayer warrior yes. and healer. Yes. And, and no matter what we were going through in life, no matter mm-hmm. what she was going through in life, mm-hmm. She was planted in that den every morning with her Bible, with her word, yeah. with her coffee. <laughs> and then to grow up and then see my mom do the same mm-hmm. exact thing mm-hmm. early in the morning, no matter what we're going through, no matter what hardship or mountaintop, even if we're in a great place, she's in that space mm-hmm. with the Lord, with her Bible, and that passed down to me now, and it's going to get right. passed Amen. down to my kids, mm-hmm. and it's going to continue. Mm-hmm. And it's this idea that no matter what you're going through, lean into Jesus. Mm-hmm. If you're Amen. at the top of the mountain, mm-hmm. lean in. If you're at the bottom of the valley, lean in. Absolutely. And he is going to be consistent for you. Yeah. And just having that influence on my life through those women is just, mm-hmm. un- I can't put words to it. It's, yeah. it's really incredible. I mean, yeah, because we think about your great-grandmother, Britt. Oh, I my mean, God. I didn't we, even mention my great I mean, we, yeah, <laughs> I mean, when we think about her and her passing that on to her daughter and oh my God. her yes. passing that on to her yes, daughter, yes, that yes, legacy yes. that we see continuously. I even remember your your great grandmother grabbing me by my cheeks, pulling me to her. She was a short woman, pulling yes. me to her and saying, God is with you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, she would grab you right by your yes. wrist like this. Yes. Yep, she would. She, she got your attention to yeah. say, God mm-hmm. is with you, which kind of reminds me of uh, King Lemuel's mother getting mm-hmm. his attention, getting that instruction. One of the things that King Lemuel's mother made sure that to give that instruction was, Discipline, mm. exactly. Making sure mm-hmm. that her mm-hmm. son knew he had to, he had to have that discipline. How did your mother? Let's start with you, Britt. How did she make sure you had that discipline? Um, I like to say my mom never forced me to do things in the church. Didn't force me to do. And, and I know Pastor Tom mentioned you can you can bring your kids to youth mm-hmm. even if they're kicking and screaming. Mm-hmm. You can put them in the right situations. Mm-hmm. My mom didn't, but it was just. Her, her teaching through action, her teaching through being about it. Kind of like what he said about, was it Queen Elizabeth II? Is that yes. what he mentioned? Yep. Queen mm-hmm. Being about it. It wasn't just a statement she said at the beginning of her time and then at the end of her time. She lived, lived it. It exactly. was a life lived. Mm-hmm. So she teaches us these things. My great nana, my grandma, my mom taught us these things, but then lived them out day to day consistency. And that would be the biggest thing is consistency. Mm-hmm. You can talk about it and be about it here and there, but if you're about it all the time, that breeds more consistency, and I think that 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 implements that in your kids as well, and it has certainly for me and my my siblings as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially my brother, man, my brother, <laughs> that dude. You see his Bible; that thing looks like it's fallen apart, <laughs> yeah. man. He just rips through that thing, Good. and so it's just it's really cool to see. That mm-hmm. speaking, of my mother. You said your mother didn't force you to do right. <laughs> uh, my it was the opposite. Come my mother now. made sure that I was there, I was present. I was there. Too. You know, in spankings if I wasn't. You know, oh, yeah. that was a part yep. of my life. Yep. You know, that was it. My mother would 
save up those, th- those, those discipline moments. She would let you go, you, whatever you did, and you just, I would know I was in trouble, but mm-hmm. she wouldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. You know, she wouldn't move along. And then something else would happen. And I, I was expecting it. I was expecting to get in trouble for that because now I'm in a line of trouble. Mm. She didn't say anything. She moved along. <laughs> but that third or that fourth time, she would say, okay, enough is enough. <laughs> we would either sit down and have a conversation or we would sit down and I would hear my punishment. Mm. That would be, you know, that would be it. That extended to me for my own children. It was called, my mother would say, I'm extending grace to you. Mm. And I would call it Grace Sundays where I would be able to give my kids, no matter what they did for the week, no matter what they did for that month, they were on punishment, didn't matter. It, I'm extending grace to you. Okay. You're off your punishment. Nice. My mother made sure that I had that, that, that warning of grace, that mm. gift of mm-hmm. grace as well. How did your mothers give that to you? Mm. Your mother specifically, how did they give you that gift of grace? Well, your mom may have told you, one, two, three, whatever, okay? <laughs> my mother and my grandmother, their famous word was, don't make me say it twice. <laughs> okay, so we were a one time, and that was it. And we were very disciplined. My, uh, my grandmother and my grandfather were pastors. Okay. And they founded a church in New Jersey that's 126 years old now. Wow. And the church is still there, and wow. I have six generations of family members that are still in that church. Wow, that's incredible. But uh, part of our discipline was that we sat on the front row, okay, <sighs> right too. next to the pulpit. <laughs> we were on the front row. Uh, we didn't go to the bathroom. We didn't move. We stayed right there, okay? And on Sunday, we were in church three times. We were in church on Wednesdays for Bible study. On Fridays, we had choir rehearsal, and everybody sang in the choir, okay? And at home, it followed that example. We had responsibilities. We had certain things that we were supposed to do and not do, and we all understood it, and they were all about we don't spare the rod and spoil the child, okay? So we were not spoiled, and the rod was often used, okay? So I have learned a lot through that, and, and I think it's, it's very important. And I did many of those things, not all, many of those things in raising my four, sure. my four children, okay? Uh, I did spare the rod, a lot, <laughs> okay? Because with me, it only took one time. They, I only had, I only remember one spanking as a child. Wow. My sister and brothers, they were into it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Once was more than enough yeah. for me, yes, okay? Ma'am. But self-discipline is important. And like Pastor Tom said, regardless of how old your children are, even though they may have learned it, sometimes they come back and you see that they have either may forgotten, perhaps, some of the things that they learned, or they have put some on hold, mm. or they have totally just disregarded them. Mm. And so as parents, sometimes we have to remind them. You know, I can remember my grandparents sitting in a room and saying to my parents, my mother, you know, who was a grown woman with six kids, 
just looking at her, and it whatever was happening would stop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, ma'am. So self-discipline <laughs> yeah. is critical. I think what you just said too is so they know where to come back to mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you taught them that. Like there was, you know, a time in my life where I totally shelved God, and then when I needed, who did I go to? I, I went to my mom. Mm-hmm. I went to mm-hmm. my dad. I went, you know, I went yeah. back to those where that foundation was. And I mm-hmm. knew where my mom stood. I knew mm-hmm. where she was mm-hmm. and I knew she'd walk with me through it. Right. And so it's nice, you know, when you've set that foundation, even when your kids might get older and they might steer off, they know where to come back mm-hmm. to yeah. um, because it was yeah. set up for them, you That's know, that right. way they were That's taught right. it. So what you just said was very powerful because they yeah. know, you know, you know, like I, I knew mm-hmm. where I could go back to. Mm-hmm. So, And I think the other thing is now we're only talking about the first part of, of, Proverbs 31, but when it gets to talk about the characteristics of a noble woman, Mm. now that has been interpreted by Bible scholars in a lot of different ways. The way that I really appreciate it and read through that is not so much that the woman is superwoman on steroids, (laughs) but that she is going through different seasons of her Mm. life. Yeah. Mm. If you look at all of the things that they talk about as being a different season mm-hmm. of the woman's life, then it takes on a different a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And so children are going to come back to you through every season of your life. Mm-hmm. And in every season of your life as a woman, you are prepared to give them something to take with them that's going to help them. I love that. Amen. So good. She's good. We should keep her on. I, yeah, right? I know. I mean, right? it's out. We don't, we don't need the rest of us. She can just take it herself. <laughs> I know. My ideas are coming from what she's saying. I know, I'm right? like, That's a good point. Let me capitalize this, on that. It's definitely helped me to be a better parent. Um, and so I thank you for that, Ms. Edna. Thank oh. you for that, that instilling that you've done in me. Mm-hmm. Um, now, one of the last instructions that Lemuel's mom gives him is to be a person of compassion mm-hmm. in the light of everything that's going on in um, our own society. Yes. How do you think we should respond as parents first, as mothers directly? How should we respond to these situations like homelessness? We have Mm -hmm. that going on. That's kind of growing in our area. Mm -hmm. A mother's heart, I would think it's different, but respond. How would a mother respond to her child being homeless? How would a mother of discipline that's instilling that discipline Mm -hmm. Trying to give you perspective on my own answer, I don't. I don't want to, you know. No, give you too we want to hear but, your answer. Go ahead. No, but <laughs> how would you respond to that? Well, I follow the example of my grandmother. Mm. Again, she was a pastor, founded a church. I would, when she got up in age, I was the person that she leaned on. Mm. The reason that I can cook. <laughs> as well as I think I can today. Oh, you sure can. <laughs> is because when my grandmother got old and feeble and ill, she would, well, first of all, I, would, I stayed with her a lot because mm. my mother worked, and I would watch her, and that's how I, ultimate, how I started learning to cook. But then when she got sick, she would sit down at the kitchen table, and she would say, baby, now you do what mom, that's what we called her, tells you to do. And she would tell me, okay, get out the flour. Now get a handful. That's a cup right there in your hand. Okay? But that's how I learned how to cook. 
okay? And she would instruct me, Mm. and I would do whatever she told me to do, and that's how I cooked. Mm. And I was dealing with some health issues in the last several months, and my grandson, Jaden, was with me, and it was a weekend that I was cooking for the church, and he's my helper now. And so I got him, and I said, Jaden, I'm going to sit in this chair. I said, now, Granny's not feeling good today. I said, so I'm going to do what my grandmother did. She took me in the kitchen, and she sat down, and she said, baby, you do this. Mm-hmm. I said, so we have to fix food for the church. And I'm not feeling too good. I said, but baby, you're going to do it today. And so I instructed him through preparing food that ultimately ended up here at church. Wow. Oh, how cool. And everybody enjoyed. That's so that's cool. cool. So to me, that's a way of showing compassion. My grandmother never knew a stranger. When we stayed at her, her house, we slept on the floor on what was called a pallet. That was a quilt on the floor. <laughs> we never knew who Love we were going to wake up next to. Uh, next to. <laughs> we would wake up total strangers. Why? Uh-huh. Because she had been walking down the street and saw someone who didn't have food or a place to sleep and said, you coming home with me tonight. That's so cool. So I woke up with strength. My grandmother had 16 children that she had on her own, bore herself, but she had another another 10 that she raised that were people off the street wow. that she brought into her home. That's amazing. Incredible. Like, wow. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Wow. So I've brought many kids into my home. I believe in ministering to kids. Uh, I never pass a homeless person on the street that I don't give money to. Never. And I've taught my kids, if kids are in the car with me, well, Granny, why are you giving... I said, you know what, baby? I said, that could be an angel. You know, the Bible says you could be entertaining angels. I I said, but it's not about what we think or who we think that person is. Mm. We just have to do what God says. And he says to give to people in need. That is so good. Yeah, I love that. My own mother... um, she kind of taught me the same way. Mm-hmm. My mother's words were, you are never going to need a woman to fix your food. You're never going to need okay. that. <laughs> so All right now. She wanted to make sure that <laughs> I was a, right. So why do your sons keep asking me? <laughs> there is a gifting so that God oh has placed God. in you when it comes to cooking. Now, we all know that, right? We all know that if you've ever had any of Ms. Edna's cooking, then you know and you understand what we're talking about. That's a blessing that has come through your grandmother to your mother to you. Yes. So we're not going to ever avoid that if we can ever have it. Is I want to know. What do you want to know? What's what is one? We have Miss Edna in this room uh-huh. with us, yeah. And you're talking about her cooking. I want to yeah. know, maybe just to honor you, kind of. I want to figure out what what do you what is something that uh, really stuck with you that Edna has done a great memory that maybe you have with Edna um, through. I know you've you've known her for years. What is one thing that? How do I put it? So. Knowing Ms. Edna from the very first day, I knew Ms. Edna. Okay. She didn't hide who she was. She was present in those moments when she was with me. She made sure that she understood my role as a father. I was constantly here at the church with, um, it was just myself mm-hmm. and my children. And Ms. Edna, one day in the kitchen specifically, 
she didn't know what I was going through. But Ms. Edna shared her testimony. And the power that was in that testimony, she didn't know that in that moment, I was in a mirror of that testimony in my own life, walking through my, ooh, we, in that home situation that I was going with. And she shared it openly, not hiding any bit of her testimony and how that spoke to me and how that grabbed me and told me, I too can have strength. Mm. It was a dark time. Mm. And you, Ms. Edna, was a light to Amen. me. Wow. Powerful. Mm. What about you, Brett? I've got one. It's not, it may be not as deep as yours, but it was so powerful for my family. It was a few years back when my dad passed away. And for his uh, celebration of life service, we come here, right? We're mourning. We're, we're having tons of emotions. Um, but Miss Edna served that day and she served at the church and she provided a bunch of food. And one thing in particular, you made this chicken salad with these grapes in it. And we ended up getting it. Man, let me tell you, you blessed my family in your service and what you did for us that day. Amen. But in particular, man, that that chicken salad, <laughs> we got to take the leftovers home and we got to mm-hmm. eat. <laughs> and we talk about that chicken salad still to this day. So, But but seriously, just the way you were so selfless to come to the mm-hmm. church and serve our family that day was such a blessing. And my family still talks about Amen. it. And we, we're just so grateful for you and your leadership mm-hmm. at this church and what you do here. Yes. I mean, for me, I mean, I get to see the support that you give to, to my family firsthand and the impact, like what a valuable uh, person you are to our family. You know, the way you support my dad and my mom and my sisters um, is so unique and so honoring. It's, it's really a privilege to have been able to know you for the last, I mean, I want to, I mean, 20, I don't 20 even know, years? 20 years. <laughs> I mean, I remember the first day I met you. Uh, and of course she was throwing, at, you know, she was doing all of the cooking for the church. Um, and just through seeing that through the years, just your unwavering support um, to this church, uh, to mm, the leadership of the yeah. church uh, is, is really something that we should all emulate. Um, because that really is what the church is about. So, mm-hmm. absolutely. When I think of the pillars in this church, Miss Edna is one of the sure. first ones yeah, I definitely. think about in this. Church. You have no idea the impact that you have, well, mm-hmm. woman of God. Well, I just thank God for for the church and mm-hmm. for my pastor. I joke with him. I say I was here before your wife <laughs> <laughs> because when he and yes. I met. She wasn't uh, here. Not still moving. Yeah, yeah, I remember <laughs> that. And he was still traveling back so, and yeah. forth, you know, yeah. to Pittsburgh. So I said, I was here before her. <laughs> <laughs> I love but that. No, I love them both. Love them both. And they've been wonderful supporters in my life. Oh, I mm, love that. So beautiful. Now, before we close, I have one last question for you. Pastor Tom said, where you're looking is the direction that you'll move toward. Now, we see that in physics, right? We see that in um, quite a few different aspects, but... If a couple of you wouldn't mind uh, answering that or talking about that, what do you think about that statement? Uh, personally, I'll, I'll take take it real quick. I, I kind of tell my youth, and I've always t- told people I've mentored or discipled growing uh, through my life um, to put. You got to put up these blinders, just like the ho- race horses do. And the reason they put the blinders on the race horses is because they won't look. If they, if they don't have the blinders on, they tend to look right and left mm-hmm. at the other horses around them, and it causes them to go off their line. And so you have to have that same blinders up in your life to look forward, run your race. Don't compare to the person in this lane. Mm -hmm. Don't compare to the Mm -hmm. person in that lane. Don't look this way or that way or back because it throws off your line. And if you keep those blinders up looking forward uh, on on exactly what God's placed in front of you, 
you are going to hit that mark. You are going to get to that place. It doesn't mean you're not going to stumble every once in a while. It doesn't mean you may not lose a blinder and look to the right or left every once in a while, but you have to keep those blinders up as much as possible. And it's kind of something I've shared with people through my life. Okay. With, with my kids and my grands and my great-grands, I try to keep it short and sweet. And I tell them, because they all know the Bible, they've read it, they know about Jesus, but I tell them, look, it's not what you know, mm-hmm. it's how you use what you know. That's powerful. That's how powerful. are you going to use the Word of God yeah. and your love for Jesus in your life? And mm-hmm. the other thing I tell them is, it's not what you believe, it's how you behave. Mm-hmm. Wow. Man. So true. <laughs> it is. I mean, you know, I loved whenever he he used the scripture um, from 1 Corinthians where mm-hmm. it, uh, do not be misled, bad company corrupts mm-hmm. good character. Mm-hmm. So where you're looking in the direction you'll move towards, I mean, it's it's who you are or who do you surround yourself? Who's going with you? Right. Who do you want to go with you? Mm-hmm. Um, are you looking the same direction? Are you, yeah, because you, you yeah. know, so where where you're looking to, making sure that you're having people around you that, will, mm-hmm. you know, are encouraging you that way. Mm-hmm. Is, right. Yeah, that's good. My mother <clears throat> allowed me as a kindergartner. She would always walk me to school. And one day I said, Mom, I, I, I can do this. I got it. <laughs> I, I, you do not have to walk me to school, but... She allowed me. I, mm-hmm. She really didn't allow me. She was following me, you know, so <laughs> yeah, trees and watching me. Yeah, yeah. But when I came home and when I, when I got home, she gave me that lesson from that first day. She noticed that as I was walking, I was just looking down. I wasn't mm-hmm. looking ahead. And she mm-hmm. said, son, if you're just looking down, you'll never see Lift what's coming for you. Up. That's right. And you will never see where you're going. Mm-hmm. You'll just end mm-hmm. up there. The journey is just as powerful as the destination, right. if not more. Absolutely. Right. So let's remember that. Let's remember Mothers Today. Happy yes. Mother's Day to Happy all you moms. Mother's Day. We love you. Happy Mother's all. Day to my mother, Georgia Warner. <laughs> yes. So many more things I can say about you, woman of God. So thank you. And thank you, Miss Etna, for being a part of our my podcast yes. today. Happy Thank you so much. It was, it was an honor blessing. having yes. you. Happy Mother's Day to, to both you ladies. Happy Mother's Day to my so beautiful mama, my grandma, <laughs> and all the wonderful women in my life. Thank yes, you. Yes, yes. My wife, future mother. We are bringing this to a close. So thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast and we will see you next week. Love you. Thank you. Bye.